What's the biggest chain in the world? How about a chain spanning 690 kilometers and used to link 2 million people? On the 23rd of August 1989, the chain of freedom was formed, with 2 million people holding hands stretching through Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania to protest Soviet rule. Welcome to Two Thirds Focused. I'm getting interrupted already. This is on brand, apparently. (laughs) That was well prepared. Hello, Heidi. (laughs) Well done, Heidi. Yes. And no one else, apparently? No? Okay, that's fine. Oh, should I start again? We started? Yeah, go for it. (laughs) I thought that was a good one, but okay. Welcome to Two Thirds (laughs) Focused. Now you can go. No! Yeah, I'm gonna... Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> yes, y'all make a sound so people know you're there. I can see. Just for the record, waiting. I was really trying to keep quiet the whole time. <laughs> and we have Heidi with us. Yes. Hello, Thank Heidi. Thank you for taking the time. Apparently, you are sneaking off from work to talk yeah. to us? Shh. Yes, just for a few minutes. Sneak, sne- sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. sneaky. <laughs> How are you doing though? How's how's the American life? Uh, doing well. We just um, in the day job just opened a new store, so my travel uh, that started in April and went all the way through May is done. So I'm finally wow. home uh, for an extended period of time, which is nice. I can catch up on my pottery and you know, family time. Um, but it's it's been good. Like this the spring feels like it went way too fast, uh, and we're yeah. already into summer bonkers yeah yeah i mean we nearly had 20 degrees the other day so it's it's basically summer here as well oh it's it's, pre- <laughs> it's preparing for the german visitors to come to make it a little bit more comfy I, I'm, I'm gonna hate that oh yeah. i'm sure i'm, I'm also, also the weather yeah i i don't <laughs> like i'm i'm not comp- <laughs> yeah fuck you <laughs> He's talking, talking about the weather. I'm not. I'm not complaining about it. It's um, right now we're in that weird point in Germany where we have like 10 degrees Celsius in the morning, which is probably like low 60s, um, something something in English. And um, the then it raises up like at 10 o'clock. The sun comes up and it just starts heating up. The sun has so much power at the moment. So you start. Basically, you're, you're thinking about a winter jacket in the morning, and then you want to switch into shorts after lunch. So it's just that that weird weather. But it's pretty normal for around that time of the year, because I started complaining about it. But it's just the last couple of years that have been weird. And the right sun now it's, comes up at 10 a.m.? No, the sun's already up, but it like burns away the clouds at okay. around 10 and after that, it gets unbearable. Like we have a huge humidity right now, and the allergies are on another level at the moment. I'm basically yeah. living on like nasal spray and um, antihistamines at the moment. Oh, and and wine, always a good mix. I mean, the the wine, the wine is the antiseptic, right? <laughs> exactly. I, I, it looks it looks almost like you're approaching soap levels of having wine by the pint. <laughs> No, no, no. This is a small glass and a wide-angle lens. <laughs> mm. Right. Yeah. Right. We believe you. <laughs> Shaking her head in disbelief. Red. 
Yeah. What's, what's up with your background? Is it CG, is it CGI or something? It's, Green screen? It's not CGI. It it changed. It's uh, it's the new shop. It I... changed into Raz's apartment. I see boxes. <laughs> 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 no, look, there's no boxes. Yeah, you because you pushed right. them out of frame. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried. I tried. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I I I'm in the new shop. Uh, we are um, today spending our first night in the new apartment, which is great. Wow. Yeah. So I set up the computer like two hours ago just to be able to record. Uh, and as you can see behind me, there is a lot of boxes and stuff, uh, all my tools and, and uh, yeah. And a sewing it, machine. And a sewing sewing machine. Uh, yeah, not assembled yet, but the table is in place. I still need to fix the motor underneath and put the machine back and all the accessories and stuff. And it will be good for work. And yeah, Ooh. so it's gonna it's gonna take uh, a few days to <laughs> be uh, all set in the shop and a few months to be ready in the apartment because it's an absolute mess. It's chaos everywhere. Um, the only room that we have completely finished is the kids' room. Obviously, um, it was the priority for us to um, set up the the bedroom for him. Other than that, uh, yeah, it's just a big mess with card box everywhere that I need to throw away tomorrow, uh, hopefully. How's, how's the little one adjusting to the new environment? Because oh, you mentioned super, super happy. Oh, that's great because you mentioned that he has sometimes a hard time with like changes. and. Yeah, he it, it doesn't really like changes, uh, but he was very impatient to, to be in the, in the new home, the new apartment, and, and he's, he's super happy because now he has a big bed. So I, I think it's, it's part of the enjoyment that he's, he's um, feeling right now, just to be in his, um, he's only eight, but it's, it's basically a teenager room that he has now. With a big bed, but uh, I don't know how it's called in English. But it's like the, the mezzanine bed, maybe. I don't a know. Bunk bed. Uh, it's, it's like it's like a bunk, or like the bed is on top, and there's like a living space underneath it. Or exactly, yeah. That's yeah. Expensive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I use that. It's like your own little loft cave. Bed. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and mm. and so he's spending most of his time uh, on top of the bed uh, or underneath to playing, and and we put a few cool things for him uh like the the light on the ceiling uh, as a remote control so he can he can uh, change the color and and just switch it on or off uh, with the remote control and he loves it uh led lights under the beds and a few stuff for him to just play around and be, pretend that he's in a video game or whatever <laughs> so yeah no he, he, lo he loves the place uh, and his room is ready, so he doesn't have a card box and mess uh, everywhere. But we are still struggling with the living room. <laughs> so many, so many boxes of books. I, I didn't realize we had so many books. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll get there in a few days. And there's and there's no stuff. such thing as too many books. No, that's that's what my wife keeps telling me. But, <laughs> but you disagree? Yeah. You... No, no, no. I I really agree with that because uh, books are knowledge. I thought you might have to find a new co-host for a second. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> I, no, no, no. I agree. But that uh, books are fine uh, as long as you have the 
the, a place to put them. Yeah, you, you pile them you pile them up so they look like a sofa and then you just put a blanket <laughs> over them and then you got an extra sofa. Yeah, okay. Uh, good thing that we have a, uh, a bed that opens and we can store stuff uh, inside. So it's already full of books and, and stuff. So yeah, no, no, it's great. Uh, we are super happy to be here. Um, I, I, guess, I guess I will be a bit confused tomorrow morning when I wake up, not knowing where I am because it's... Oh, first night... Yeah, the first night you nice. wake up and you say, where, where am I? That's always uh, exciting. Yeah, 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 it is. So, no, yeah, happy. The move went super smoothly, uh, surprisingly. Uh, I was uh, amazed, literally, by the work that the guys did because they showed up at 8.30. Uh, you mean the moving company? Yeah, the moving company. And there was uh, a big track and only two guys. And I was like, mm, it's a lot of boxes and, and furniture for only two guys. But the, there was one guy in the truck uh, stacking up the boxes and one guy running from the garage to the truck with heavy boxes in the arm. And just like, it was amazing to see him uh, run, literally run with wow. heavy load. Um, so, yeah. And after that, uh, two more guys joined uh, to unload the trucks because uh, they came with another truck and we had to do a second truck uh, because yeah it's it's pretty pretty heavy uh, to bring all the stuff to the third floor um, especially the yeah. washing machine and all of that so yeah uh, it went smoothly um, super happy with it the company is great uh, we are here we are unpacking we are happy um, yeah it's been my week basically Nice. Sounds like fun. Yep. Yeah. Heidi, Freedom. how about you? How let about me? About, let us know about your week. My week? Um, it's been a bit crazy, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so like I had previously said, I've been traveling for um, the grand opening of a new store in Virginia, which is about 300 miles south of here. So I was driving about... So um, in American terms, that's next door? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's only a five-hour <laughs> drive. So yeah. um, I would... Yeah, close. I was leaving um, Monday mornings, driving down and coming back Thursday. And then I would have, you know, Friday to get through all of my paperwork and all of that stuff and then have time with the family on Saturday and Sunday and then get ready and drive back down Monday. So it was, um, this week was all about just, um, getting back into the swing of normal work life. So no, like I kind of felt, um, like I was so used to that manic, uh, energy that, that goes into oh, yeah. like, trying to get a store to open and, you know, all the rushes and, you know, it's like adrenaline all the time. Because, and I'm, I'm sorry, you're doing everything then just building up the whole storefront and everything and shelving and all of that inside. Right. So what we were doing was a conversion. So it was an existing um, okay. store that we were rebranding uh, to be a, a different look and feel. And okay. so in April, I went down, uh, well, in March, I went down to audit the space and see um, what type of fixtures were there, how much work was going to be involved. Um, that way we could do all of our estimating and figure out signage and everything like that to be able to bid on what we 
like the portion of the the graphics and everything that we anticipated working through. Um, the last launch was last September in Ohio. So I knew a lot of, you know, what what goes into it just from that store and the previous one. Um, so I was able to go down and, and take a look at kind of the structure of the store, identify anything that would be problematic that we would need to engineer new fixtures for or anything like that. Um, so that was in March. And then April, at the end of April is when I went down with the team to do a full um, just review of everything. We started hanging graphics for the perimeter. So this store has, they're, they're called um, Pegboard Lozier. And the pegboard is installed by a company called AFI. And it's got these metal bars that are vertical that you can put shelves into. Mm -hmm. And then it's, okay, it's pegboard yeah. um, elsewhere so that you can either ah. put product on with the little peg holders, similar to what you'd have in your workshops. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. To, those hooks that like just latch yep. in. Exactly. Um, so what we were tasked with doing, because this pegboard was... Um, originally ordered for all of the stores to be consistent for the branding in like the 1990s. Right. So it does, mm. it's not, mm. it's not all that pleasant to look at kind of like a muted green. Are coming back though. They are, they are, <laughs> but I just, I'm, I'm not sure how hipster this is. Um, it's, it's, it was like this, it was a, a paler green than my jacket, which my jacket is kind of like a military green. And um, okay. it, it just, it didn't, really make the store feel cozy or outdoorsy. Uh, so what we did, what we were tasked with doing was covering that up with graphics. Um, so in some parts of the store, it was just um, basically like cardboard or cardstock material. And then in other parts of the store, it was um, a material called Sintra. And we ordered a recycled Sintra so that it was a bit more durable because it was going behind bicycles that would what's, hang on what's, the wall what's, it, what's the Sintra stuff the Sintra is basically like you know how brothers makes is taking the cd cases melting them down and mm -hmm. turning them into boards yeah um oh. Sintra is is basically like plastic particle board um oh okay yeah it's three millimeters thick so it's um it's pretty heavy duty, mm -hmm. but it can be brittle. So you have to be careful when shipping it. That oh, you're let not... me guess. It's coming from a European company when you say three millimeters thick. <laughs> uh, no, actually, um, we we talk in multiple different conversions for for material sizes. So paper, paper is received in points. Mm -hmm. So like 50 point, 24 point, 18 point. Um, plastic materials tend to be in millimeters. Um, because, you know, the points are, you know, a tenth of an inch. Um, and then we have other materials that um, are, are, are talked about in pounds. Um, so like huh. 50 pound. Uh, oh, like the, the density of it. Is that it? Yeah. So corrugate, they talk about corrugate in sense of pounds. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're, you're and that's not necessarily the fluting itself like you know that wavy part it's the surface and the and the backing mm -hmm. is the the like the pound and then the um when you say like i want to order um 50 point e flute corrugate so the e flute is where you're talking about like how close 
how yeah, narrow and close together yeah. the corrugation is. Mm -hmm. uh, if you need a heavy duty, like something that's going to be for um, boxes, then you need a heavier duty corrugate. Heidi, did you think you're going to have that knowledge about like, I don't know, two or three years ago? Uh, I've actually had it for almost 20. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, so I, when I left college, I was a, I was an art major, uh, in college sculpture was my, was my Okay. Focus. So that was one of the, the basics. Okay. Because that, that I would put down as something I know about the corrugated stuff just at the moment because I'm researching for a project or, um, I'm, 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 uh, yeah, a hobby that I'm doing. So, uh, I was just like. Wow, you actually got the math done because today I was sit literally today I was sitting in front of it during my lunch break and I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't understand half of that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's um there are a lot of cheat sheets online. Okay, uh, yeah. I I had when I first started in the industry, so I left college in 2004 uh, and I started a um a position with a point of sale company. So as a as a 3D artist you know, doing window features and, and doing environmental features for storefronts and things was, it came natural. Um, so I started out, uh, just doing basic graphic design for those, those firms. And that's where you start to learn your paperweights and, you know, what, what material works best for what application at the time we were doing a lot of corrugate displays. So they were self-standing, um, pop-up displays, which, took very little effort for the store associate to assemble. Um, so that's when I learned about corrugates. Uh, and then I started learning about injection molded plastic because we were doing a ton of projects for windows that the displays um, used in, uh, injection molded plastic to make the shelf faces. So they they wanted to pretty up the, the inline graphics in the store. So if you look at a shelf at a store, it usually has like this lip that you put the price points or, you know, you, you put any coupons or anything in it's, a, it's not all that pretty, right? It's, it's just kind of like a gray shelf or a white shelf. And what Microsoft did was they hired us to come up with a skin, if you will, to pretty up that shelf. If they were doing an end cap or they were doing an inline, um, display of all the windows, the new windows boxes or whatever. Um, so that's when I learned a lot about, um, Sintra and injection molded plastic and, and those kind of things because we were doing a lot of heat bend work mm -hmm. and, you know, being able to kind of understand that and how it correlates to flat artwork is really important. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I could, I could make something, I could make just about it. And, and this is what we run into with a lot of graphic designers is like, I can make something look pretty, but how does it, how does it go from pretty to functional? And, you know, understanding the, the workmanship behind, you know, making, making it work in a, in an actual environment is a lot different than just like making a banner graphic that's going to go RGB on a Windows computer, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so many levels to it. Like one thing is like, oh, now it looks pretty from this angle and not from any other. And then it's the whole thing of, well, but how can we stack the one product we want to sell on it? And if the sizing is too weird, then it doesn't look right or you want to, it looks too spacious or too cramped. And yep. Yeah, worst thing as yeah. a designer, if you get a shitty product, it's like, well, the background looks nice, but uh, <laughs> how to make the product shine? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially, you know, 
one of the products that I worked on for a really long time was uh, Flonase. So the the actual applicator that's used for Flonase is is housed in a plastic tube, a green What's plastic Flonase? tube with a black. It's a um, it's an allergy medicine. It's uh, you spray it up your nose. It's um, there's I I forget what the uh, I forget no, what the that, the behind the enough. counter, but yeah, it's drugs. That is a green thingy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it you squeeze okay, it and it sprays it. up yeah. your nose. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, Sounds yeah, good. yeah. So <laughs> I, you know, we did a lot of work where we were taking just the product image and putting it on on the display. And it was like, okay, well, we got to show we got to show it outside of the little tube that it comes in. So then, you know, a lot of time and effort from the design team and and from the corporate um, brand team went into deciding like, how do we make this look the best? How do we present this the best? And kind of like a, a McDonald's cheeseburger. Like when you get that, when you get an actual McDonald's cheeseburger, it does not look like what it shows in the ads, right? It's not. Well, that, that's why it's all wrapped up and you get it and then you run away before you open it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so the, the amount of effort that goes into product photography to make it work so that it looks good either on the carton that it comes in or on the display or on the billboard that you're seeing, um, there's, there's so much behind it. That yeah, usually four or above it, usually like four layers of hairspray. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. You're you're yeah. not you're not yeah, wrong. I, I mean, people oh, like wow. I did. Um, I went to a food photo shoot for when I worked for um, Heinz. Heinz is a a food company in um in the United States. I'm I'm sure you you're probably familiar with ketchup Heinz ketchup. Yep. Never heard um, but of they them. also no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you you didn't live in the states, whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, so when I worked for them, they also had like Arita uh, frozen products too, and so I was fortunate enough to be able to because I'm I'm a big geek. Like if somebody's like, "Hey, do you want to learn this process?" I'm like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> I I love it. It's so much fun." So I got to go to a food photo shoot. And it was so interesting to me um, how meticulous they were about like little pieces of corn or uh, like how they shot strawberries. Um, I, I got to go see them do a photo shoot for liquor uh, when I worked on the Diageo account. So it was all about how do we make uh, we were working on Tanqueray at the time. So gin and we were positioning the bottle in such a way so that the reflectivity was an enhancement and not a detraction. Oh, and you can't yeah. use actual gin in it because of the the, the blue tint of the when when like UV lights it uh, hits it. Correct. Yeah, if it You'd probably if it were um, it with water. A, a lot of stuff we replaced with water. Yeah. Um, but a lot of that was because of transportation too. Like it okay. it wasn't always about you know what the color of the liquid was. We um, anytime that I had to buy product to then send to our design house in Chicago, I had to dump the alcohol down the drain. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. the drain. Yeah. Yes. 
But you know, it so was here's your newest product. <laughs> I really liked Tangeray the best, but I'll tell you what. Yeah. That Johnny Walker Black, it really. If, if you order a sandwich for lunch me. with extra pickles. <laughs> Olives. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Just take it to it. Yeah. And it's not it's not pickles, it's uh cucumber. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. could you put yeah. extra cucumber on that sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> I need something for my drink. Uh water. Water. <laughs> water. Yeah, that's not what's in this water bottle. We did <laughs> my my I was pretty young when I worked on that account, so I really I spent a lot of time drinking. Uh, at that time <laughs> in my life, so it was like the best. That's very it was the best role ever. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it it does sound like you enjoy your job. I do, I do. I yeah. think uh, Red Red can talk to this. Like uh, last year, or the not last year, the year before, I um I was working on an uh, an account with a client and a and a team that just they were running me into the ground, and I did not like. Um, what I was doing. I, I remember that day you basically told in the hangout everyone that you quit your job. And I think it was just one side of relief going through the whole hangout. Yeah. 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 I was at that point, I had been with the company for seven or eight years. And it, what was really good when it started, it just, it, it wasn't ending well. And I, you know, I talked to Red about like, at what point do I make the decision? And he's like, tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, okay. uh, it, it's, um, it sounds a little bit cliche to, to say, but it's day and night uh, compared um, listening to you now and, and remembering what was um, the content of the conversation that we had at the time. It's really day and night because you sound so happy to, uh, in your job now. Uh, also being able to have uh, some time for, for yourself, for your family and for uh, your art, your craft. Um, yeah, it just makes me happy. So, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely led me in the right direction. No, I sure. did nothing. I, I, <laughs> I was just listening. The decision was all yours and, and, and you took it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I and and probably listening. already made it at that point and you needed just somebody to like... I definitely needed a push. nudge for yeah. sure. I, you know, I don't, I don't ever like to leave things unfinished. And this, it was the first job that I had that wasn't, it, it wasn't coming to a close, you know, like um, when I worked on site at Heinz, the company had decided to relocate to uh, Chicago when they merged with Kraft. So, you know, it was, it was a good time to to say, you know, I've done everything that I could to help with this account and I feel good about leaving. Um, and it was the same with the previous job that I had where they were dissolving um, the unit that I worked at and yeah. um, merging with another group. And, you know, the writing was on the wall. I was going to have to fight tooth and nail to keep my position because it, it was um, there was another person in the same role at the the merger company. Um, so that was, you know, that last job was the first one that I really had autonomy to, to be like, no, I'm ending this now. Like, yeah, this is enough. I I've given you, I've given you all I could. Um, 
So and fuck you. <laughs> yeah, <can I? laughs> always and yeah. fuck you. It's it always just, just it's going the out French of the room like no 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 no. no, no. <laughs> it's the French room. <laughs> it's the French readings <laughs> at the end. I, I, yeah. I did everything I no, could. The, the no, trick is to you. do it over your shoulders while you're walking out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. That's some next level shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. believe me, I did that. <laughs> yeah. What about yeah. you, Raz? What's what? Oh, right. Your week. My- my week, um, I definitely did a lot of things. Just give me a second. You want me to go first. first because I actually remember what I did. <laughs> no, no. Um, I just wondering where I was to start. I, I got like the fireplace doors all shipped off to the client. Mm-hmm. And nice. I haven't heard anything yet, and which might be a good sign. Yeah, probably. So yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see up on, up on that. But uh, the really fun thing there was that they are going up to where a friend of my mom live. So I was posting on Facebook, just like, so is anyone happened to go from Oslo up there because it was holiday or bank holiday weekend and things like that. So it's like, maybe someone is going and I can just send it to them. Uh, and she was, but she was also driving a Porsche. So I was like, Ooh. oh, will all of this fit? And it's like, you opened the boot and it's like, yeah, we have 10 centimeters uh, of clearance on either side and we just pile <laughs> all of them in shove it nice put a towel on top and gently close them but if you want to if you want to actually start it away in a Porsche you should have used the like the, the front trunk the front trunk uh, whatever prob- probably yeah uh, but we didn't and this fit and it was really cool <laughs> nice. so I, I, I was hoping the client would say something about that but I haven't heard anything yet so maybe he's actually trying to get them up and mounted before he's or oh, especially money, you but... tell me you need more money because you're just like that poor blacksmith and then you're driving up in a Porsche and loading that shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's not the worst. Del- del- delivered in a Porsche. He was probably expecting a Ferrari, that's why you didn't oh, yeah, hear yeah. from him. Oh, I, well, I didn't drive it, I, I just handed it off. Used but... it, yeah, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. It's even worse. <laughs> I don't do my delivery myself, but my the, the guy that does my delivery drives a Porsche. There's no better impression than a like... Not even thirty year old driving up in a Porsche, unloading his bags with stuff, <laughs> complaining about how hard life is. <laughs> no, I was staying in Oslo. I was working, mm-hmm. sadly. Uh, but also uh, working. I actually, I, yeah. Well, actually, when uh, Saturday, I actually managed to take just about the whole day off because in the morning yeah, there was I social said, dancing. Working. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, Saturday morning uh, was social dancing for four hours and then a friend of mine is getting married so I was out at the bachelorette party Uh, yeah I I was the only boy because they needed (laughs) someone to dance with (laughs) (laughs) it it was great fun I met them at the karaoke bar uh, and then we we went to did you sing? what was after that? Hmm? did you sing? no no why not? Uh, they didn't put on well, they didn't put on Disney songs, but I wasn't allowed to sing on that Disney song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, uh, and then going, drinking, bars, eating outside, uh, some nice. music quiz thing, and just lots of fun. Uh, and of course, because these are all uh, both scoutmates of mine and people I have been dancing with, also a lot of dancing, so I was very happy. Also very tired by the end, but because we're dancing people, we don't drink that much. I had the most alcohol and I had three pints in the whole evening. Yeah, then it wasn't a real bachelorette party. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I looked really cute when I had the flowers and the butterflies in my beard. Yes, you yes, did. I know. I saved, I, 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 I saved that picture and it will be posted. It will be used against you at some point. Yeah, I, I was afraid of that. It's yeah. the episode cover. <laughs> oh, that's actually yes, a fun thing because Raz did the mistake of introducing us to his like Norwegian friends. And now oh, they're supporting that. us with pictures. Like whenever they're out, they're supporting us with pictures. Yeah. See, he's like, you, well, you, way, won't, you won't believe you won't believe what I did yesterday. It's like, oh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> and we have pictures. <laughs> I don't like where this conversation is going. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Exactly. Uh, but sort of lastly, today I uh, started working and filming the building of my new workstation. Nice. Nice. Lots of, well... I mean, saw that actually yeah it's uh it's gonna be heavy i yeah. mean it should be heavy because it's steel but it's gonna be heavy so I, I sort of did the sort of preliminary thing of building and moving things and then sort of realized oh i need to clear this off and i was like yeah i shouldn't weld more to this now let me just put this here and start <laughs> on the next side <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah uh I'll, I'll i'll i filled up the 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 memory on my camera twice today oh wow yeah, because I, for I forgot that time lapse is a thing, so I should yeah. have started with time lapse and things. <laughs> Maybe but, uh, I live and learn, and I'll fix that next one. Yeah, or for tomorrow when I hopefully finish things. Please, that's great. But yeah, did you say your thing, Jan? Yeah, you did. You were just complaining about no. the weather. No, no, actually, oh, okay. I didn't. Go on, Dad. Go on. Dad. Yeah, I mean, complaining Complain with the weather had nothing today. With yeah. Um, <laughs> No, um, since we talked last, on Friday, I actually uh, did a test drive with my new company or with the new car that I'm going to get from the company, which is kind of hilarious because it has a 12 month of uh, waiting time or the delivery time is going to be 12 months. 12 months. So I did the test drive. I love the car, but I know I have to wait like a year to get it, which is fine because May next year is actually when my leasing for the, the current car expires. So it was that? well planned. Hmm? Why do you have to wait that long? I mean, because that's the usual waiting time for basically any car you're trying to buy right now. Except yeah, it's the, the upper... semiconductor sort. Yes, is that it? exactly. Yeah. Oh, and there's right. even there's options I could thing. not choose on the car. Like I would love to have the um, extra display, like the projector display, which I have in my car right now. But like, um, like the heads up display. Yeah, heads up display. Yeah, but you can't even select it at the moment. Like it's not Aww. it's not an option for the current cars, and even without that, it's still twelve months. So yeah, it's pretty bad. But so they're they're building it brand new for you then. Yeah, yeah. That's it. basically okay. it's now putting in. Well, it's a leasing car, but they're putting in the order for it, and then it's gonna be built after that configuration. Oh okay. Um, and what's but, the new car? Uh, it's a um, uh, Volkswagen, actually. Um, Going yeah. away from BMW, yeah. Oh, so it's in, really? um, yeah, because I made the case in our company right now. So, strict diesel cars, because Germany, most cars, uh, long range cars are diesel, uh, is off the table. The company is, uh, or the corporate is not going with diesel anymore. So, it's um, hybrid because oh. only um, people in the office get full electric cars. Until now, <laughs> I, I made a case. I actually put in a request because I live in the medieval part of the city and I do not have a, my private garage. So I have no um, chance of 
plugging in an hybrid. An hybrid, an hybrid can only be charged in a like on a slow or lower voltage, so that means it takes longer for it to charge. So I basically told my my boss, it's like, you know what, I'm gonna drive this car purely on fuel, and it's not gonna be diesel. It's gonna be like regular. Um, yeah, petrol. So I'm gonna just be blowing out one fuel tank after another one, driving the distance I do. I want full electric. And they listened to that, the cause, and they discussed it in our management, and they decided, okay, yep, it's the time, and I'm gonna be the first one on, like the first sales guy, driving nice. fully electric. Yeah. So I'm That's pretty great. excited for that uh, because it's still, I mean, I still don't have means to charge it, but I can charge it at the company on a like lower voltage. And I can also use all the fast charging ports that are around the city and there are a few of them. So all I have to do is basically plan in another half an hour if I go on a longer business trip to drive up and fully, or fully charge the car till I go there. So yeah, and, I'm and, really if, excited. If you- and, to go to, and if you can charge it at the office, then you don't really need to charge oh, if it. I'm, yeah, if I'm on the office day, I just plug it in. And at the end of the day, I unplug it and it's fully charged. And I have a range of about, well, realistic um, range of about 350 kilometers, which is about probably close to 200 miles. Yeah, 210 to 20, something like that. So, yeah, it's going to be a Volkswagen ID4 GTX. Nice. So I'm really looking forward to that one. I'm I'm not that big of a car nerd, but uh, going on an SUV, like driving comfortable, sitting up a little bit higher because I'm getting old, and also <laughs> being fully electric, which is kind of triggers the nerd in me, is uh, yeah, that's freaking fantastic. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, so that that was um, Friday last week, and then on the weekend um, I went to the street food festival, which was in Esslingen. Which was fantastic. It was at the uh, one of the marketplaces we had, and it was twelve food trucks, five of them serving pulled pork. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it, it was it was really nice. It was a fun time. Um, we, I, I tried most of the food, so I basically didn't cook this weekend. Um, yeah, no, that that sounds like absolutely, and um, except of that, more gardening. As always, it's like red repairing cars or moving. So it's food me with gardening. Uh, so, yep. yeah, yeah we, you look I, like you've, you've got a little bit of sun. Mm-hmm. That what? Yeah, little little red no, from the sun. Yeah, you, you, oh yeah, yeah. No, tan. no, I'm, I'm I got freaking sunburned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to hide it with like low lighting here, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I got my first uh, proper sunburn this um, this weekend. <laughs> the well, it's actually really nice. Uh, I received, or my wife and I, we both are one week apart with our birthdays. Uh, we received a walnut tree for a birthday present. Because yes. my um, wife is trying to feed and tame her own um, chipmunk or... Um, Gary? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, she, she calls him um, uh, Xaxas. Yeah, so... That's that's the name she t- took for the chipmunks. So she's she's trying to feed them and um, get them. And our friends took a liking to that, and then now they bought her a walnut tree. And nice, so I we cool. planted that one in the garden this weekend. Yeah, excellent. And and when you die, can we have it and we can make things out of it? <laughs> oh yeah, because um, this is one of the things. It's like I planted a walnut tree, and um, most of our friends don't know how tall a walnut tree can grow. So I showed them pictures, and they're like. 
oh, we're really, really sorry for buying your walnut tree. It's like, no, no, by the time it gets that age, it's somebody else's problem. Yeah. <laughs> In my lifetime, yep. it's still going to be a normal tree. Yeah. I mean, you could probably even just put it in a really, really big pot and it will live there. Yeah, for that's what it, we, are, we already have one walnut tree on the property. And um, I think the owner before us thought he could do exactly that. But buckets rust. Mm. Ah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So that one is already. I I see the. Is it walking? No, not not yet. But like it's it's okay. it's pretty bad. <laughs> I'm just picturing the street like. Yeah, exactly. I need just more like, soil. <laughs> more soil. Yeah. Now now that the brambles are gone, they actually get the sunlight and everything. Everything is uh, is exploding. It looks so good right now. I'm really oh, enjoying it. Awesome. I took a chair the other day and uh, with my wife, which is like set up there in chairs, like in the middle of our garden. And basically had a drink and just enjoyed the view. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what you're cultivating it for. Exactly. Yeah. Enjoy I, your time. We, we have sort of the same here in Oslo. I mean, yes, we don't have proper summers at all, but according to anyone else in Europe. Uh, but my walk to work is all going through one park. And over the last couple of weeks, it's all just suddenly like bloomed and greened up and sort of it's all leaning together so i'm basically walking through one big green tunnel almost from my door to the workshop nice mm -hmm. yeah it's really fun it's a bitch to run back up when you forgot something in the workshop because <laughs> yeah. I, I think i have a hundred something meters in elevation in between me and the workshop which is it's a good warm-up not and yeah yeah uh, i i uh, if I'm in a hurry to get home because I need to eat a lot before a podcast, sweat will be literally pouring off me by the yeah. time I reach my door. Um, because it's but, so hot in Norway right now. I can tell you, till, till I reach the top of my garden, it's um, a total of 110 steps. <laughs> okay, but that that is a lot, though. Yeah. Especially if you forget shit downstairs and you have to run like, up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah. To get your steps in. Put your oh yeah, on. definitely. Not wearing a Fitbit but, though, so. But Heidi, Heidi, yes. you don't, you didn't properly say what your craft is. What my you craft is? Brief, yes. Uh, Just pretend that some people listening to sure. this podcast don't know you. And uh, like my friends, who is apparently sending sadistic pictures yeah. of me. Oh, okay. I'm a potter. <laughs> 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 I so my day job is signage my the love of my life of what I'm doing uh and trying it's to been. be full uh yes well <laughs> <laughs> and your hobby craft side business no, my, the, the is... thing that I, I love doing the most you're welcome is Ben um <laughs> <laughs> um my my craft is uh pottery and I, I work in clay, so I, I throw in a pottery wheel and I occasionally will hand build. But yes. Really cool stuff, by the way. So, Thank Heidi you. Potter, tell us what you already <laughs> made so far. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. He's, he's been talking about that joke for no, a no, Oh, no, man, I'm red. so glad you got to use it, Heidi Potter. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I'm not as magical as most of my Potter family. Uh, <laughs> don't don't say yourself uh, self short though. I've known you pottery even before I knew you. 
like I saw the pictures of Insta from like the the cup you made for L and a couple of the other ones from the Fusible Tools group, and they are freaking amazing. Yeah, yeah I have you. one. I have one. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and John D. Harvey keeps showing his stuff on the Hangout where he yeah. pours like a bottle of wine into. <laughs> yes, yeah, so an entire time. bottle of wine he can fit in that giant. He calls it a flagon. Um, yes. Yeah, Ras, yours is here. I just need to ship it to you and red i have your your pieces i'm just really afraid to put it in the post <laughs> it's a secret Sorry. yeah and, 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 and fuck you <laughs> <laughs> not good no we ordered ours Jan. Yes. yeah oh okay yeah yeah uh, that's yeah. where the trick is yeah. i have to do that <laughs> uh, it's, not, it's, it's not only a, um, a hobby that you are doing it's a side business like proper you're sure selling is. and you're work, working for clients so um that's that's maybe something that people don't understand about you when they're just uh, seeing awesome stuff that you're posting in instagram is that you're working you're selling your stuff and you're also working for shops uh, you used to at least at some nope, point still am mm -hmm. still mm -hmm. okay good so you are you are doing uh, custom order for shops, right? Yep. Yeah, I do. Um, they call it wholesale. Uh, so shops will order. Um, my requirement is that they order more than 20 and then I'll, I'll do wholesale with them. Um, and I currently have about eight different shops. Wow. That's pretty good. What's, what's, do you have an estimate of how, well, sort of what's the turnover or how repeating they are as a customer with you sure uh, um it's usually once about every month and a half they'll place an order so it'll be wow you know thir 30 to 50 pieces at a time and um sometimes if it's something that they've done well at advertising on their instagrams or on their facebook um, the community members get really excited and if i post that i'm delivering they they'll be there to buy it out like uh it's oh, happened a couple wow. of times where i drop something off in the morning and by the afternoon they're like hey can you put another order in we need the full amount again wow that's that's that must be a good feeling it really is it you know the first time it happened was um i i i was shocked because i i was still in that phase of that imposter syndrome of like I'm just faking it. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> um, but what was really fortunate was uh, there were a couple of shops that really invested in me very early in my craft. And we're just like, take your time. We want to help you with product development. Um, and then it really the, the numbers are what spoke to the, the, the amount of people that were interested in the work, um, so I I threw I threw pottery for two and a half years before I I sold my first piece, and the first the first pieces that I sold were um, I went to Tony Rulo and Mackenzie Rulo's slip and slide party, and um, I I took a box of pottery with me just to like see if anybody wanted to trade or you know wanted wanted to grab pieces and. Um, there were a couple of people that were like, "No, I'm I'm paying you." Uh, for Let me guess, who left the empty? Yeah, I did. No, I that's did. Good. Yeah. yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy and Taylor mm -hmm. took a couple of pieces, and um, you know, uh, Mackenzie grabbed a couple, and 
I, I sold several to other people that were guests there as well, which, you know, it wasn't like hundreds of pieces or anything. It was like no, no. 15 pieces in a box. But I I just was like, okay, uh that's, that, that, that's I mean, great. That that, 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 that's such a great story, though. That sounds like musicians selling like the CDs out the back of the trunk, like just like here are my yeah. wares. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And I, I bet that must have given you the feeling of realizing that oh, there there might be something to this, or I might actually be capable, if not good. Yeah, I, I don't know what your confidence level were at just as you left empty-handed, but it must have been up there. Yeah, I mean, there was also that part of like, oh, they're just being nice. You know, because oh, they yeah. know me, they like me, they like my personality. And they are really nice. But they really are. That nice. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, Ben was like, but they gave you money. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And they gave you the value for them. You know, it's not like that it was a charity, Heidi. He's like, you need to stop looking for a way out. Like- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus now, now, you know, with all the, the shops asking you for custom orders and stuff, you know, that it was not just being nice like buying your products is actually buying a product made by you but a product that is worth money and stuff mm-hmm. so yeah that's yeah. cool that's a great yeah. story it was um it was definitely it, it feels like a really good origin story for yeah. sure something something i wanted to ask you id is how in the in in the world are you able to do all of that all that you are doing because you are working a full-time job, you are uh, a wife, you are a mother, you are your own boss, boss in your craft and your side business. Uh, don't, don't you sleep a little bit? Or what, how, how, how do you manage to do everything? Because I'm struggling with it. I'm, I'm, I'm in pretty much in the same situation as you are. Like I'm, I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm trying to have my own business. I am doing all the stuff uh, aside uh, of my my family life and my, my job. So and I, I'm really struggling about uh, being organized and, and doing everything in time when I have a deadline and stuff. So um, do you have a secret? Are you just better than me? <laughs> How do you do, do that? No, I'm not. Well, I'm red, definitely red. not. She's better. not French. She has a <laughs> Well, yeah. I'm American. That's right. <laughs> it's the American way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I I think it's it's it comes from multiple fronts, right? So, um, one thing that I did was I I quit the time suck job that I had that I wasn't enjoying, um, that was causing me more pain than it was worth and interrupting my family time and my pottery time. Um, number two, I have a very um, understanding husband who's also creative and he- And very he, talented, by the way. Yes, yes, he's very talented. Um, but he recognizes that need and doesn't make me feel like I'm doing anything wrong because I'm spending time in my studio. Whereas like some of my friends that are creatives, um, their spouses don't understand that need and maybe give them a lot of grief um, about it. Or tolerate it, but not really support it. Uh, Yeah. And don't understand, like, how can you spend seven hours uh, just playing in clay? Like, how do you, how does somebody even do that? (laughs) Uh, Right. How can you spend 34 hours of your life 
watching Dispatch Housewives on TV. I, I yeah. Don't know. yeah no no no, yeah. no 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 red there's a reason it's called happy life or happy wife like you don't start a discussion like that you, you might yeah. you might end up right <laughs> but you sure as hell don't end up happy no i'm just kidding no no i'm, I'm just kidding yeah, right I understand, and happy but... don't always equate yeah. <laughs> it's just just a hobby it's just stuff that 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 you or i or we like doing so uh and i and, and i'm the first enjoying watching a tv show uh on netflix or or anything so um yeah but yeah sorry i interrupted no that's uh, okay um the the third thing like being able to balance it with having a kid is that carver really likes clay time you know it's it's something that we can do together and he he likes every step of the process he is so it's really fun to involve him i'm very fortunate that he he is that way and um he's very very good at managing himself too where he's just like all right well i don't want to play with clay anymore i'm gonna go color i'm gonna go play with my toys or whatever like he's very independent and if he weren't i think out of all of the other things that i listed if he weren't i wouldn't be doing this yeah but i i also think he realizes how happy you are when you're doing it and that's saying i saw you at the um there's a different the the live streaming of the makers that they make make with makers i believe mm-hmm. and um i've seen you there a couple of times when you did the um demonstration you, sorry you mean the virtual craft, virtual craft festival that's that's mm-hmm. exactly yeah. that's the one and i saw heidi there and you can see her like talking to the camera all nervous and the moment you turn on the pottery wheel and you start with your first laugh you can see like just that switch like flips over and you see that smile coming up and like all <laughs> relaxed and suddenly it's like it's not a bother anymore. Sometimes you forget to talk to the camera. It's just like you can actually see like you're in your like little happy place. She likes to play moment. with mad. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And she has a lot of fun with it. And that it but it radiates, like it shows so well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for yeah. you it's really like a necessity if you if you do that. I think you get withdrawals if you don't do it for a couple of I weeks. do. I I I literally do. When I was traveling the last month and a half, uh, it was I I couldn't wait to get home and just like start working on something. And my you know what was really fortunate is my clients understood that I was going to be traveling, so you know they knew that their orders were going to be a little bit delayed, that I wasn't going to be able to do the quantities that they were looking for. Um but it was it was definitely one of those things where it's a huge it's a huge release for me and i don't i don't watch a whole lot of tv i don't watch a whole lot of mo- i i'm not a big pop culture person like i i like comic book movies and i like star wars fine um but when it comes to like i'm knowing desperate like the the housewives stuff like the housewives of new jersey <laughs> or whatever I don't know, but my colleagues are like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm just not cut from that cloth. I just want to play in mud, like like Red yeah. said. That, that makes more sense to me, at least. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah the- uh, we, we can relate. Yeah. Is Carver also uh, into Star Wars? Not so much Star Wars. He did get into, there's um, Young Justice. He's been watching that that okay. series on, on Netflix. Um, but he's, he's much more into Disney movies. Mm-hmm. He, I don't, yeah. 
I'm asking because my son uh, just was watched his first Star Wars movie uh, a few days ago. So the the very first one, the the you know the, episode four. No episode one. Like we are watching uh, them mm, chrono mm. chrono in the chronological order. In the right order would be Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and okay, now that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> We're not getting political on this podcast. No, no, I I. Uh, no, no. The, uh, we had we had this discussion with my wife uh, a while back, and and I was like, "You will watch them as they uh, appeared uh, in theater, like the historical order." I was like, "You will watch episode four, five, six, then watch one, two, three, then watch uh, the rest," and. Then he w we we showed him a trailer of the um, first one where Anakin is still a kid, and he got interested uh, in the movie instantly because he could relate to this little kid in in the trailer. So we were like, okay, that's probably a best option to show him the story of Anakin first, and then uh, uh, use show it. him the first three movies, and then how could how good it could have been. <laughs> 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 okay, now that okay, sorry. Stop, stop. you're gonna make yourself a lot of enemies. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, from what I've heard, there's a lot of people uh, really into the first trilogy, but it's like, yeah, the, but they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the historical set. The, the last movies are still the worst, according to people. Like the, the three first, the, so episode four, five, six, were really bad. Then they were really good because compared to the one, two, three, it was really good cinema. And when the last trilogy uh, uh, got out, uh, people were like, oh, f finally, the, f the one, two, three, I, he's not, that's not that bad. It is, it is. And Jar Jar Binks is, is <laughs> an absolute mm -hmm. nonsense. But yeah, for an eight years old kid, um, being able to relate to a young character in the movies, uh, and uh, I see that is good. And I, I see that as a, um, a step into a new world for him. It's it's a way to just discover this uh, awesome world and stories. So yeah. I'm pretty happy that he did that. So just not to linger too much in the movie world, but have you shown him Avatar? Not yet. Because like with the new Avatar movies coming out, like it's probably a good time to show them. Yes. Although I don't know how yeah. how violent they are for him. But... No, he's, he's okay with violence because, I mean, if it's not... Because he's French. <laughs> because, he's <laughs> because he's my son and he's been, he's been raised... <laughs> And this well. is and this is not and this is not a movie podcast. No, it's Let, not a movie let's, podcast. Let's focus on something else. <laughs> well done, almost well done. Uh, no, just just to answer your your uh, I, I, I'm not even sure it was a question, right? But um, no, yes, it is. It was personally, I don't, I didn't like the uh, Avatar uh, movie, uh, so I I'm not very keen into um, showing him movies that I don't appreciate. Uh, don't really like or then can't give relate. Him the right or... avatar, the Airbender. And yeah, the Airbender. The, the, <laughs> if seen, if seen uh, a few episodes of the animation uh, stuff, and and he liked it, uh, but he's so much into uh, as Carver, uh, Disney movies, uh, Pixar movies, uh, animation. That going to into movies, real movies with actors, uh, is a big step. So. 
it was yeah yeah it was so the the goal is to have him like the star wars universe the marvel universe and the pirates of the caribbean universe and if he does that i will call that a success nice carver carver was really into the last airbender he he really yeah. he yeah he ate up all of those shows but he didn't he didn't really get into cora at all yeah, I can. I, I can see probably that. because of the age gap. Let him watch it in another two to three years. I think he yeah. appreciated that. But he really liked Aang, mm. yeah. and I think he was he he felt a little lost without Aang. You know, yeah, because um, it's so relatable and it's hard to see Korra like him being like the old guy in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So he, yeah, he he really liked that, but. It's uh, it's it's really fun to to see him grow up. Like we had his end of year ceremony this morning, um, so it was really sweet to okay. watch him walk the stage and all of that. But does he do a show, or <clears throat> they they just get a diploma and and so today they did like a little. They sang a few songs and, okay. and um, they learned motions, but he basically sat in his chair and mouthed the words. He refused to do the motions. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool yeah he was but he was super excited afterwards so we gave him um we gave him a little present afterwards and it was um tales from sonic the hedgehog like a stuffy and um, yeah. some roblox figurines so he was yeah super, oh he's super into pumped. roblox as well oh god lord oh, Jeez. <laughs> this game is a nightmare for parents oh i mean it's it's okay because like his his cousins all play it so it's really fun for him and being an only child like he gets a little bit more of the social but i'm <laughs> i everything's on a timer so yeah. you know you can watch oh. you can watch videos for an hour or two and then you you have this much time on your tablet to play roblox and he's gotten used to that at first it was really painful um but he he now understands when the timer's up and then we also have like restrictions on it for like what time of day. So if it's if it's approaching bedtime, it's a half hour before he has to go to bed that it shuts off so he can relax. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. You should do that as well. As instead of playing Elden Rings all day, you, you put yourself Oh my yourself gosh, that game is so hard. <laughs> I, I, honestly, so hard. I, I read every single night before going to bed. No, I'm, often, I'm not saying that, you're that, not reading, but you finish the game I, in like three weeks. No, it took me a while longer. Okay. But I, I did start my second playthrough of Elden Ring. <laughs> okay, well done. <laughs> That's a good sign. There's yeah. money well spent. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. No, it's it's. Re- I'm really enjoying it. Uh, but it's not that focused. That's why I sent you that meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sent a meme of, uh, if it's funny to explain it, um, from the Return of the King, where you have uh, Aragorn being crowned king, and you have the hobbits in front of him. I mean, yeah. the hobbits have sort of like uh, self-employed business, like family man, and all of that across them. Then you point back to Aragorn, and he's like the Elden Lord. So, so it's like, yeah, that's accurate. I don't like it, but it's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do we have focus- a topic for today? <laughs> that was good like like one hour in <laughs> yeah yeah yes um we wanted to focus on something no okay. i think that was just a, a regular hangout yeah I, I guess it ended up yeah but i would, I would b- before we go into the focus i just really want to point out that 
everyone should really check out uh, Heidi's pottery works. Yeah. And especially the nerdy stuff she's been doing. Uh, I really, really enjoyed how... Because quickly explain that before we actually have to round off. Mm -hmm. Sure. Because you you started to mix in 3D printing to create the stamps, to cut out the shapes in clay, and then you slick them on. Is that... Yeah, yeah. So there there are two different um, technologies that I use. One is 3D printing with the resin printer to get like really high detailed stamps that you stick into the clay. And then I also use um, vinyl cutters to create like a resist for glaze. Um, oh, like a negative like mm -hmm. you would with acids. Yeah, yeah basically. Cool. Mm -hmm. So anywhere that the vinyl is, it leaves raw clay everywhere else gets um, glaze. So I, I did a lot of work. I don't know if I have any in here right now. I did some uh, Star Wars themed ones uh, when I did Raku. So uh, you put the glaze on, then you peel the peel the vinyl off, you put it in the through the process and it comes out and where the vinyl was is just pitch black because it's like, it's where wow. all the carbon got drawn into. And uh, so I had, I had a couple of pieces with, um, you know, the the rebel symbol. I think there's one behind. It's it's, it's yeah, yeah. It's, you can't barely. Really, it's like right there. But it's it's on the Instagram and yep. audio listeners have struggled to see things. Yeah, anyway. true, true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I I did those, and then the the when you talked about uh, taking the the decal, basically like the, the stamped piece and applying it to the surface. It's a process called slipping and scoring where you take two different pieces of clay and put them together. Um, yeah. So if you're thinking in metallurgy where you need a flux to to get the metals to to like each other again, um, the, the slip is just basically uh, really wet down clay um, that, that either I it came off my hands while I was throwing or I've, I've mixed water into the clay to, to get it really, um, the consistency, consistency of like cake batter. And then you, you right. wipe, you score it with a fork or, you know, a tool just to get more surface area to, to get like, uh, more of a grip. So you do both okay. sides of, of the pieces that you want to attach together. And then you put, um, the slip and it acts like glue and then you put them together. So the, roughing it up kind of gives it more area to bond together and so you have yeah. more success uh that the piece stays together through the drying process and everything um but oh. i did oh, oh, has that happened a lot where it just peels off again yeah that must be depressing <clears throat> it can be um like you remember the pieces that i was doing for star wars that had um the molded uh, pieces I took those chocolate molds that had like the X-wing or yes. R2D2 or Han Solo in the uh, in the carbonite, carbonite yeah, yeah. Uh, so those I really had to make sure that they were the same wetness of clay so if like one's a little drier than uh, the other they they will resist each other they'll like because they'll dry at different rates so they'll try oh, to peel and off differently exactly oh. exactly so one of the things the slip does is kind of help re-moisturize the surface uh for maybe the piece that's a little drier um and and keep them kind of drying at the same rate but if one dries faster than the other then then they'll they'll just peel apart and sometimes it doesn't happen until the bisque fire 
where it just kind of falls off. Uh, and, and that has some partial to do with how well you slip and score. And the other thing is um, how, how dry the piece is before you put it into the kiln. So if you didn't let it dry enough to that all the moisture that's in between those pieces gets dried out, um, it will pop the badge off in the kiln. It'll just be like, nope. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, uh, talking to you over a couple of hangouts, I realized how much, not only trial and error you do in figuring out how to make things, but also how much science yeah, there is. Yeah, no, there's a lot of science. To get the glazes, yeah. especially correct and all of that. And it's like, I mean, metals, metal work and forging is easy because you just get it hot enough and you hit it and it just works. Uh, but it seems like you have so many more nuances to everything. Yeah, I mean, it can it can go from environmental to um, there being something in the clay itself or in the glaze itself that causes a reaction that I didn't predict. Um, yeah. You know, it just it it really it does come down to success and failure rate and you know trying to bend the rules of science do, do you have about... those bob ross moments once in a while though with the happy little accidents where it's still Fuck usable yeah man yeah <laughs> i mean anytime i do a raku fire uh oh, where yeah. you know you're just like oh we'll see how this works out and sometimes <laughs> so, it's so, a real sorry. dud <laughs> the, the raku firing is you basically just burn a lot of carbon rich stuff and the carbon is infused into the pottery inside of a barrel or a kiln or something? Yep. Yeah, basically. Okay, okay. So you're you're speed firing it in a kiln outdoors and bringing it up to like 1200 degrees Fahrenheit. Or not 1200, like 800 degrees Fahrenheit until it gets like okay. bright orange. And then you remove it from the kiln and either you do naked recu where you just set the piece to the side and it just, whatever you've put on a surface treatment it ends up resolving as or you take it wow. and you put it into combustibles like you had discussed where it like leaves off a ton of carbon um and okay okay yeah yeah the, the carbon when you you put the lid over top of the the trash barrel or whatever um it gets starved for oxygen so it just goes to wherever the heat source is to, to and clings to it and yeah. um that's where you get that really sooty, really thick black look, like deepest, darkest black. And uh, it doesn't come off. That's cool. Yeah, because it sort of migrates into the... Yeah, it's not it's not a surface treatment. So wow. anytime that you use glaze on those, the glaze is acting as a oxygen resist. So the, the, cl the clay body isn't like pulling the particles into itself. The, it's being blocked by a surface area of glass. Yeah, so you can sort of use it to paint with as well and then have the negative space filled with the carbon black mm -hmm. afterwards. Okay, kind of another yep. question. Cool. Can you do like a double burn with that? Like first get the dark color and then glaze over it? No. Okay. No, um, because that would require you to burn off that carbon. Like if I, oh, if yeah, I put it back in... Because that would be released if you heat it up. Yeah, because okay. it's... Um, what do they call it? It's a... Uh, so the point for the glaze is higher point. actually than the one for the carbon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's like 800 and some degrees uh, that you bring it up to. And then as soon as you take it out of the kiln, it's dropping by like 200 degrees a minute or something crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it, it can go fast, especially with something as thin as uh, normal pottery mm -hmm. things are. Yeah. So you have to be like, if you ever watch any of the videos, you have to be pretty rapid about the process of like taking it out and 
mm. and all that stuff. Excellent. I just I, I just wanted to nerd out about that little thing I thought I knew. No, um, that was it was out, really good. It was, I also wanted just to point out that people should really check out, especially the nerdy things you do, because I mean it's really fantastic. Yeah. A lot of it. Yeah, I really I really enjoy mixing mixing things that people can relate to uh, with with pottery, and um, it's a it's a lot of fun. So. I uh, I want to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, please do. We're all waiting for the day where that one takes over your normal daytime job. Uh, yeah, um, hopefully <laughs> sooner than later. Yeah. Uh, I definitely am am at this point where it, there's a there's a a definite time time adjustment that I'm going to have to really consider uh, as I as I've been growing my small business, um, the, the number of clients that I get, uh, supersedes my day job <laughs> allotment. So, uh, if I, if I want to take on any more clients, I'm going to have to consider going part-time, uh, with the day job. I mean, it sounds like that you should, and it sounds like, you know, you should, and you have a lot more fun. What Rasmus is trying to say is hell yeah, <laughs> go <laughs> yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've Tomorrow. just got a few a few gates to make it through to get there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, but we've got a plan. Um, but at, like any any well laid plan for me, at least with pottery, I might say like this year I want to do this thing, and by January it's done, and I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with the rest of the year? <laughs> Which plan. I guess is a good is a good problem, but it's also like okay, well. Uh, I needed a little more time to grow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but um, we're all very certain that you will get there. Oh, thank oh, you. Yeah. And, thank you. Um, yeah. you, you well, you, you've been telling us in a couple of ways that you have been going in leaps and bounds. And you've see, it, talking to you outside of all of this, it also, it's like you've had those interactions with a few key people that just... So, like supersized you and shot you forward by years. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I wouldn't like, and those people are nothing to scoff at because it's, it's like these people that took me from a point where I was like, Oh, you know, I could do this, but do I just keep it a hobby and just for me? Uh, And, you know, conversations with them about what the future of it could look like and the possibility of teaching and the possibility of, you know, all, all of those, those things that come with being not just the entrepreneurship, but like being able to interact with other artisans, being able to, I I've done a lot of, um, you know, collaborations with people, which have been really, really fun. Uh, it's just, there are so many different directions that I can take it that just having those sounding boards to go to and be like, Here's where I'm at. I, I'm not sure what the next steps are. And they're like, have you thought of this? Have you thought of this? Have you thought of this? And it's like, holy shit, I didn't. That <laughs> was pretty cool. Okay. Um, but if I weren't having so much damn fun with what I'm doing in my day job, <laughs> you know, like I, I probably would have like hung it up in, in July, you know, said like J- July is going to be my time. But I am, I, I mean, the corporate money is really hard to to scoff at and then on top of that to like really enjoy what i'm doing um it's like i can do this for a little longer <laughs> yeah i mean as long as you're having fun I'm yeah 
not killing yourself in the process. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But uh, sh should we actually get into the focus now? I mean, Jan tried the segue a couple of times already. Yeah, ID will have to <laughs> go back to work. So we should absolutely do that. Yes. Do you want to start off, Heidi? Well, why don't you explain it to me? Because I'm not sure what two-thirds focus is. Who do you want to spiff? Who do I want to spiff? Okay. <laughs> Rasmus is not allowed to say it. I am. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's I a definitely good point so I I'm gonna see her soon and and I I I wanna raise like everybody's awareness of her existence because I think she's so badass. But Emily Joyce, who is a phenomenal um jewelry maker, metallurgist, uh artist, teacher, um, uh, she's she's growing leaps and bounds and is super impressive to um, follow on Instagram. And she, she puts out some really fabulous newsletters about what she's doing and how she's doing and the exciting things that she's going to be getting into. And I find a lot of inspiration in, in her path because, you know, most of us really want to have that kind of experience where you're able to say like, um, I, I want this to be my main focus. So uh, it's it's really, I just, I think she's fantastic. And I, I think everybody should give her a follow. And I buy a lot of jewelry from her because <laughs> her stuff is really awesome. Very nice. Do you have a link? Because there seem to be a lot of people with either that name or something very similar. Yeah, let me, uh, let me see here on the Instas with... <clears throat> what her handle is yeah you can just throw it to rest and he's i think gonna... it's emily joyce official yeah emily joyce official no spaces no capitals it's emily and brisha joyce oh that's the oh yeah i know her with the uh paper airplanes pendant yep yep and she's she did that's a series really cool. she did a series where she um I like uses acid to transfer images onto the surface of her pieces where she took a bunch of coral photos zoomed way into their mouths. So it looked like they were screaming and not singing. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I, wow. I bought one of those brooches because I thought it was so funny. Um, <laughs> but she does a lot of uh, like playground stuff too, where she, she, and, and, she made these crayon pendants yeah. um, from a crown company that's out of Ohio called Prang. Uh, but yeah, you can see her Instagram. I could go for days. I could. Yeah, lots yeah. of crazy wild stuff. Yeah, so good. So good. That's, really good stuff, that's yeah. the best. That's the fun. Really nice. Yeah, you want to go next? Uh, sure. Um, I'm going to go with a, uh, well, not really out of the mega community, but, um, well, the name is Miscast. So he is basically a guy that makes, um, uh, I don't know how to describe him best, probably an artist. Um, he is a little bit into the miniature making scene, but also in the diorama scene. But uh, first and foremost, he's an artist. So he does clay, he does modeling, um, all of that stuff. He works with oil paints and just mix it like the craziest paints uh, together to like, get certain effects it's you guys just have to watch him like he is just all over the place when he does stuff from like dioramas out of little baskets and cases into um miniature like the wargaming aspect he's also doing his own role-playing game where he uh, develops the art for it 
and he's just a really talented artist. He's from the art style, I would say all over the place, but in a part of, uh, positive sense. So um, yeah, highly recommend to check him out. Awesome. Uh, miscast. Yeah, and I'm in a little bit of a loss of words because he's so like um, widespread. But yeah, if you, if you check him out, you you know what I'm talking about. Is it miscast official on Instagram? I'm not sure if it's miscast official on Instagram. It's miscast on YouTube. Um, Miscast.co, I believe. A guy painting with, yeah, the the Trent Halbrook. Yeah, Trent. Trent is yeah. that's that's the guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, his stuff's rad. Yeah, miscast.co, and um, yeah, from from paintings over to. Um, and what really struck me is he started doing uh, different dioramas and he started with uh, washes and he used like purple, yellow, blue, green, where you think it's like, oh my God, that's, that's going to be all over the place. And at the end, he just puts a brown or black wash over it and it ties it all together and it looks freaking fantastic. Yeah. And I think he influenced, and that's one of the interesting parts, he also influenced a lot of the other YouTubers, if you want to admit it or not, because after he did his thing, just for fuck's sake, just for the art, uh, a lot of YouTubers started doing the same thing with oil washes for their miniature bases, just because they saw the results that he got with the stuff he did. And so I think that's something notable. And yeah, like I love his stuff. It's cool. Yeah, I'll definitely be checking him more out. And if my if I may go next, yeah. I sort of have two. Uh, most importantly, I want to uh, shout out the Blacksmiths Without Borders channel. Yeah. Which is like super specific technical nerdy things where they just have different blacksmiths having talks and telling them about different techniques and processes. And the one I watched really recently was of... Uh, a Dutch fella whose name is Kies Klassen or something like it. And uh, KS Klassen or something like it. He he basically is doing what Taddy is wood carving. He's doing in metal. But oh. of course, without carving, he's pushing the material and forging it and making figures. I'll, I'll toss the link into the Instagram here. Oh, that sounds... Also, his handle is fantastic. It's in case of metals. <laughs> so that's fun. That's great. Yeah. Uh, and like, he's not very active. Uh, he even sh he even showed off a piece on uh, his talk that looks like a fountain, but it's all dished out and raised from one single sheet. And it has this really tall statue coming up at the center of it. And then there's just a fountain dish around it kind of thing. And I'm hoping he will have... I bothered him about it. I sent him a message and I'm hoping he will post a picture and find a picture of it before the podcast comes out. But if nothing else, at least look at the figures he's that making. That is incredible detail. Yeah, wow. so I, I'm I'm already putting that in my calendar just to have a play and see what I can just to play with that technique and see what I can do with making figures and shapes and yeah, interesting humanoid things. Great. That's your second one. No, that, that those two were two, okay. The two different. His personally and also the YouTube channel where there's a lot of information about lots of other people. Uh, recently, one guy was talking all about how they professionally used salts to blacken met metals and do that as like sort of the um, gun blueing traditionally. 
Yeah. Um, uh, which basically, uh, by the sound of it, in, in was that you were dipping the hot metal or make, heating it up to like 60 degrees or something and then putting it into a bath of acid and then putting it that taking it out and boiling it in water for a couple of minutes afterwards and that will turn the one the brown rust into black rust okay and then the black rust is porous and you can fill it with oil and it's really good okay so yeah uh yeah so very quickly mine is Walter Lewin's lectures um just gonna explain uh when i was in high school my favorite topic was physics um because it's it basically explains how the world the world works uh so i was really into um forces and everything and i found by accident um one of these uh, classes lecture about the pendulum. Apparently, it's a class that he does. Uh... Oh, so that's where you got the fun fact from. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah he, he does that 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 class uh, not very often, but it's like a, a big class with demonstration, and he, he explains all the uh, how a pendulum works from a physicist point of view. Uh, and it's absolutely mesmerizing. I was really into it uh, back in the days, and I kind of fell back for it again uh the 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 guy is a great teacher he's undertening the student he makes it really interesting um and yeah so uh on there is a youtube channel with his classes uh his name is walter lewins he's an old teacher now he's the the, the video I, I i watched yesterday he was 75 uh, and I'm not sure it was taken this year or last year. I don't know. Uh, but the guy is a great teacher. It's super interesting. If you like uh, physics or even if you don't like physics, uh, please um, have a look because it, it might um, get you into physics and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, great stuff. Awesome. Thank you very much for coming on, Heidi. Thank yes. you, Heidi. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That was tons of fun. Next time we will have a topic. For for sure, <laughs> but it was you know. it was it was great just being with you, spending an hour with you, and, and chatting about uh, everything. Uh, oh, thanks so much. Yeah. Nothing. So yeah. thanks so much. Thank you for joining. All right. Well, take care, guys. I'm gonna yep. hop into the day job. Yeah, <laughs> do that. Bye. Bye. Yep. Bye. Bye. So if you want to actually see all of Heidi's stuff, you should look up Whitehall Pottery on Instagram. Exactly. And I think that's the same name on the YouTube channel as well. But there will be links in the show notes thingamadoo. Yeah. But if you want to find the rest of us, or do we have last little bits? Yes, yes, there's one more thing. The next episode is going to be 42. So oh, yeah. just in the name of things, there has to be in Q&A for that one. <laughs> yes. So please uh, send questions to us. Anything you want to know to each individual of us or to all of us together. And yeah. yeah. You can send either to yeah us on Instagram or to the group Instagram account, two-thirds focused, or to the email address, two-thirds focused at gmail.com. Exactly. Well, Don't hold back. Uh, but, send us questions. But remember that this episode comes out on a Sunday and we normally record on a Wednesday. So, so be quick about if, it. Don't hesitate. Yeah. <laughs> 
And apart from that, you can find me at Rasmus Lewin and lewinsmed.no. And you can find me in my new home uh, unboxing stuff for the next few weeks, probably. Do you want spontaneous visitors? Because then you need to give the address as well. If you want to come give a hand, uh, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Somewhere in France. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in France. <laughs> yeah. And you can find me on the nerdinventor.com or nerdinventor on the usual social media. Thank you for listening. Yes. Have a week. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>